Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, men on. Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. This is real. Me and Van were rocking out to Bone Thugs and Harmony's Crossroads. And Amory was rocking out so hard she forgot to turn our mics back on. <laughs> it's right here where it hits. Every day, every day, every day, every day. Every day, every day, every day, every day. And we pray, and we pray, and we pray. NFL headlines, Amory. I love this song. <laughs> How could you not love that song? Super Bowl 30 is when the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 27-17 at Sun Devil Stadium. They became the first team in NFL history to win three Super Bowls in four years. This season was the last season for Miami Dolphins head coach, Don Shula. You can hit that bumper or not. <clears throat> now, mandatory NFL headlines with A. Marie Castillo. This is kind of like a 90s feel, this song. Yeah, very much. Did John Tesh make this? Early 90s for sure. Do you think he actually did? <laughs> There's a really good chance. Wouldn't be that far off. Oh, this is so much fun. Elijah Pitts of the Buffalo Bills served as an interim coach for three games while Mark Levy recovered from prostate cancer surgery. Let's go, Mark. Mark's doing well. How are the Ryan brothers doing on the sidelines? They getting in fist fights? Are they cool? Sorry. I'm going to keep my composure. Yeah. Oh, sad, though. This past week, October 2nd, John Ayers, age 42, played guard for the San Francisco 49ers and Denver Broncos from 1997 to 1987, won two Super Bowls as a member of the 49ers. What's sad about that? He died. Oh, God. Okay. Be specific. Yeah, it's brutal. Not 1996, but right now, Jose Abreu with a home run to right center field. My good guys, your bad guys, the Houston Astros go up three to one. Thank you for that update, Van. You're welcome. I uh, really appreciate it. There's been a lot of uniform changes in the season. The St. Yeah. Louis Rams removed the gold striping on their blue socks. Okay, well, and also what you failed to mention was this is the first season that the Rams had left Los Angeles for St. Louis. Big thank you to Georgia Fontieri, who brought the team over. Uh, probably this will be a lifelong 
uh, decision made by the Rams, though they'll remain in St. Louis for the next 100 years or so. Uh, Emmett Smith leads the league <laughs> right now in uh, touchdowns, uh-huh. rushing yards. I'll tell you what, this Emmett Smith guy, overrated. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta, what you got to give credit to is that offensive line that Jimmy Johnson threw together. Smart. That guy is in a genius level GM. Okay. Once, if, if he's going to be GM forever, these guys might win a thousand Super Bowls. They, they got at least one more Super Bowl coming this year. I can feel it, man. man. But, but if they don't figure it out, if they go with some, if they, if we, here's a crazy thing. Yeah. What if they put that weirdo backup, Jason Garrett, the quarterback as the head that would, coach? That would be dumb. That'd be an idiot move. Hey, what, what's really going to ruin this franchise is don't let your owner make decisions. No. Keep it in the professional hands of a general manager. If you let Jerry Jones make the calls from here right now, 1996 and on, you're going to be in a world of hurt. You might not win one for another 23 years. Super Bowl 30. counting. Coming up. Hypothetically, (laughs) because it's 96 right now. It is 1996. Shane Gailey would be a good head coach. Shut up. Shut up. Dave Campo would suck. Jim Harbaugh of Indianapolis Colts has the best passer rating in the NFL right now. (laughs) Week five. Brett Favre leads in passing touchdowns. At weight ellipsis (laughs) and interceptions. Yes. You know, weirdly enough, This is 1996, and the San Francisco 49ers are allowing the fewest total yards and fewest rushing yards. Now, when you said leading the league in touchdowns, was that Brett Favre? Is that correct? Is that who was doing that? Okay, because I'm not familiar with him yet. Is it true that quarterbacks can... Amory, is it true that quarterbacks may now receive communications from the bench from a small radio receiver in their helmets? Yep, There's no is, way. I swear. It's actually a thing. We're People living in the future. People cannot believe it. Hey, you and, know what else I can't wrap my head around? In 1996? In 1996, three teams have moved in three years. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's out yeah. of control. Yeah. St. Louis? Yeah, come one to May. Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Houston? What's next? We're going to start putting teams and... Carolina and yeah. Jacksonville, hey, like a bunch of weirdos. We can't. We keep this pace. L.A. will never have a team again. Uh, <laughs> what about Oakland? That's more or less a hot two base. of them. This was <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This gets even more crazier. Did you know this is the only the second year under the league's four-year broadcast contracts with ABC, Fox, NBC, TNT, well, and ESPN. Hey, they better figure it out because I don't think that John Madden and Pat Summerall are a fit. A former punter in no. the broadcast booth? No, this way. is ridiculous. And this this stupid ESPN station? No way they're going to make it. The, the are you talking about the station that what shows it? me bowling on Sunday afternoons? Just going to watch sports all day? I got zero interest. There's no way Get this, this station works. They let a woman at the anchor desk. I where, mean, where am I what gonna, are we doing? Where, where is it? Where am I going to get my news? How do you feel about recently retired quarterback John Montana joined the show <laughs> NFL on NBC as an analyst, guys? It's John Montana? Is that I mean, it? Joe. Oh. <laughs> right. Not much of a career, that guy. Yeah, he didn't. I didn't mean John. I can see I how meant, you get him mixed up. I meant up. Joe. <sighs> now, it's crazy to me that two games were played on Thanksgiving, including your Minnesota Vikings at Detroit mm-hmm. and the Kansas City Chiefs at Dallas and... 
Detroit obviously put it on your Vikings again because right. they can't figure it out with up-and-comer Dante Culpepper. Look, this Barry Sanders kid, I'm telling you what, he's he's going to lead the Detroit Lions to multiple championships. Yeah. There's never been somebody like him before. They can't tackle him. He's going to have a 3,000-yard season. Oh, and we haven't even talked about Dan Marino. No, I haven't. We. I mean, he's had an <laughs> exceptional year so far going into week six. He's not winning, but his stats are. Oh, my gosh. Playoff seed was, and by and it's nice that the playoffs started on New Year's Eve. I thought that was a nice touch. Atlanta hosting, or excuse me, Green Bay hosting Atlanta. What do you, you don't think the playoffs are always going to start on New Year's Eve? The Eagles. What do you think? We're going to add extra bye weeks. Yeah, you think for some reason? What do you? When, what do you think? How long do you think the season's going to take yeah. in the future? You think it'll start after Martin Luther King Day? What you're? God, you're crazy. <laughs> We wrap up in mid-January. Amory, you were saying that uh, Dan Marino led the league with 6,531 passing. Yep. Uh, oh, no, these are attempts. Okay. Oh, no, he had attempts, <laughs> but he also, but he led a lot. Completions, a lot of 3,900. <laughs> Good year. Hey, this, I'll tell you what, the mark of 48,841 yards at the end of a career by Dan Marino, that'll never be surpassed by any human being ever. Quarterback position was revolutionized by him, and no one will ever be on his level. Jerry uh, Rice also set some uh, all-time records during the season. Hey, look, this this owner of mm-hmm. the Patriots, yeah. pretty good turnaround here. Laughing stock of the league, this Robert Kraft guy, you know, legendary head coach Bill Parcells, he's about to mess up and run Bill Parcells out of town. And they're just going to have 20 years of ineptitude. Uh, well, after- there is no way they're going to win any games without Bill Parcells. And there's definitely no way some other guy named Bill steps in. That would be ridiculous. If the New York Jets knew what they were doing, they would sign this Bill Belichick and keep him for years to come. Yeah. There's well, no way they would accept any sort of draft compensation nope, there's only no way. 24 hours into his hiring that would offset Fools. the direction and that franchise for millennia. We didn't even talk about preseason of the NFL. We meant to. We meant to talk I about totally, that. I totally, I don't even know how we can't get into this when there were two games internationally. The Denver oh, they Broncos. Played in Tokyo. Yeah, and Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> the American series. How, I forgot this existed. How confused do you think the Japanese people were oh. watching this completely foreign sport? For people who are eight times their size. In 1995, 96? Pre, uh, what I'm referring to, I've heard of this thing. It's a military military communications network, Uh but I've read a story on it on the NPRs. Uh, It's called the Internet. Yes. Yeah, apparently this is going to be all the rage. What is an at symbol? What does that mean? I don't know, but apparently... Uh, if you live in America, you're supposed to get online all oh, of a sudden. I don't know how to do it. I'm not. First keep, of all, they keep mailing me CDs. I am. I don't know what to do with these CDs. They keep mailing me. I get one new one every week. It just says AOL on it. I am so very opposite war. Going to be very clear in that. Okay. Hear the me band? out. No. <laughs> what is it good for? We drop a bomb on Nagasaki. August 6, 1945. Exactly 50 years later, 
we go over there and play our football game in their country. And it's like, are we just still like... Hey, we're even. That was only 50 years ago. We dropped two bombs on you. Yeah. And then we come over and put our national sport in your face, Japan, and play it all over your Tokyo. Exactly 50 years to the day. Van, and I'm so sorry. We haven't acknowledged your Houston Oilers today. I don't rub it in. Okay. I just left town. I'm very hurt. Why are they doing this? Perhaps. Well, the third overall pick, Steve McNair. I know you liked him. Perhaps. Of the 1995 season. Perhaps, <laughs> since they leave Houston, I should just get uh, in the market and find another team that I like. You know what I did? I heard the Packers are owned by their fans, and they got that Brett Favre guy. I think I'll be a Packers fan literally this year, 1996. Very smart year. No doubt in my mind that Herman Moore, who led the league in receptions with 124, is not going to offset Jerry Rice as the best wide receiver in the 90s. I think he's the guy moving forward with that patented Detroit offense. I did not until this moment know that we exactly 50 years to the day <laughs> played the American <laughs> Bowl in Tokyo. Exactly 50 years to the day after we dropped nuclear weapons on them. That's insane to me. That is quite insane. Also, 50 years is a long time. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, can I talk to you about Half-Life real quick? Sure. No, it's not that long. There were people at the game that cleaned up rubbish from a nuclear explosion that we caused. Well, I mean, they've embraced nuclear. They got this really nice plant in, in this uh, this town called Fukushima that they're really proud of. That thing should last forever. Yeah, that's nothing's going to go wrong <laughs> with that be one. No problems with that. That'll be fine for fifty more years. Oh gosh, nothing's going wrong there. I can't easily find more 1995, 1996 NFL headlines. Uh, I'm just looking at the draft. Of the first round, and man, did it take me back. I want everyone listening right now to understand, and I'm not trying to be over dramatic, that it has now been 77 years since we dropped a bomb on Japan because that's 27 years ago when the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl January 28th, 1996. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. I think that uh, we get a banging on the glass every once in a while. Across the hall, yeah. yeah. Across the hall, KKOB's Eric Strauss, I believe, is mimicking his favorite player, Kenny Pickett, throwing touchdowns with his tiny, tiny little Steeler boy hands. The last time the Steelers uh, lost a Super Bowl to the Cowboys was January 28th, 1996. That's correct. When Neil O'Donnell and Yancey Thigpen weren't able with the running game of Jerome Bettis to propel the Pittsburgh Steelers over the eventual Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys. On Wednesdays, Eric uh, Strauss does Hour of Rage where you call and just rage and like be angry about something. That's correct. And so maybe he that's what he's doing about the do Pittsburgh Steelers losing in 1996. I'm familiar with his program. I thought he did that 15 hours ago. That's week. what I thought it was yeah. too. <laughs> That was funny, Van, because you're the funny one of the show. Aw. 505-243-3333. Reach out to the KKOB hotline. Tell Eric Strauss how upset you are that you're still a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah. Figure it out. 
Can I do? Can I give you a headline actually from today though that I loved? Oh. Because it has to do with the Cowboys. I guess that's what I mean, we're doing. I'm just, just the whole day we were like on a roll, and now all of a sudden it's you like derail this thing. Like just no, no, no. I'm only doing one gathering. It's because the Cowboys still can't get it together. I see a Cowboys hat walking down the road. I cross the street. and walk down the other side because of the conversation. I just don't want to have it. I'm not interested. Well, Micah Parsons is hoping for a postseason rematch, and Debo Samuel said, "Oh, it might be a little worse than 42 to 10." Yeah, he's accurate. They put in their second and third stringers in the that. fourth quarter. They stopped trying. It could have been way worse. They were Literally. so good at beating them that they stopped trying to beat them at one point. There was I heard this is weird. I'd heard this on the broadcast. I don't know if you heard it, man, because you were at Howie's and it was kind of quiet. But I heard a a child in the stands scream, crying, "Stop!" Stop, please. They're already dead. I heard that in the third quarter. Mm. It was I, a child. I, I did hear that. Yeah, a child. Because it was so quiet there. To the 49ers. the game was over. <laughs> please, please stop. Yes. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. They're already dead. Stop beating them. That's what they said. I was a child. Yeah. No one on the Cowboys looks like John Elway, but... Quit beating a dead horse. Yes. Please. That's, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Because of John Elway's face. Oh. Horse-like. I thought it was like because he played for the Broncos thing. I didn't really Isn't that appropriate? Ty Murray. The guy that looks like a horse plays for the Broncos. I don't know who's beat the most horses in their existence. Probably Genghis Khan. Actually, I do know. I think it's Genghis Khan. Statistically, I'd say yeah. If you're playing the odds of guys... Oh, wait. No, hold on. Uh, Bob Baffert. Okay. Is that his name? No. That's close to his name. <laughs> What's his name? What's the horse murderer? What's the horse murderer. What is his name? Isn't the horse whisperer a thing? Is that a thing I made up? Is no, that, there's a thing. Is that the thing that won the Kentucky Derby? Whenever there's, like, big natural disasters, people shave their phone numbers into the side of their horses, and then they let them run free. And then eventually they're corralled, and people call the phone number and say, we found your horse. That's real. That happens with, like, hurricanes and tornadoes and stuff. Is it Bob Baffert? I just, uh, <laughs> I Googled racehorse owner murderer. Yeah. A lot of weird... Uh, documentaries and books popped up. Like Unsolved Mystery stuff? Amory, see where Unsolved Mysteries was ranked in 1996. <laughs> All right. You know, you know what popped up on my 1996? It's 100% Bob Baffert. Good job. Yeah, I was right. Thank you. The 100 Sexiest Women in 1996. Oh, we can do this game. Okay. I'm in. Tyra Banks? Uh, do you you want to guess the top 10? That's what we're doing, yeah. Uh, No. All right. That's, All right. Nice. Okay. That's very so this is so fun. My that's... first round draft pick. From that area, Carmen Electra. Very good answer. Uh, she's not top ten on this list. This mm-hmm. was also like BS. What about Pam Anderson? Is she on the she list? She is on. All right, let's go. Got one okay. in the mix. All right, Got all right, all right. Cindy Crawford. She is number eleven. Okay, so she's outside now. I have an answer here, Van, but I want to give you a chance. The number one okay. is interesting. To I me, think so. I know who it is. Okay. I got two. I think I got two good guesses. All right, Jennifer Aniston. Good, good. She. Uh, she's number four. Okay, excellent. Strong work. Now, where's Halle Berry? 
Uh, she's oh, not in, in the my top heart. ten. Oh, figure it out. I I mean, this top ten is good. I'm just, I don't, yeah. I mean, I know everyone has their own type. And Naturally. also, number thirteen was Tyra Banks. I know you guessed her before. We did guess her before. She's an honorable mm-hmm. mention. Okay, in this one, big one for me. Go in this time. I want you to guess the number one. Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. She Thank you. is number eight. Now, the number one and two, one is an actress, one is a musician. One is an actress, one is a musician. 1996, Mariah Carey. No, no. And you already said... God, we were, what were we looking? We were looking at that, Terry Hatcher. Because uh, we, we were looking at that Saturday Night Live. There we go. She's number four. There we go. Okay. Really? Terry Hatcher? When yeah. I only know okay. because I saw her on the Saturday Night Live thing, I would not have came up with her. Mm, that's a big one. Okay. Oh, wow. This is an interesting list. Hold on. Anybody say Cameron Diaz? Good guess. Number three. Okay. Do we say Cindy These Crawford? Are by, like, Oh, that's number. That's she's eleven. Oh damn. Okay, we were so close. Crawford's a good one. Oh, uh, old girl, Demi Moore, Demi Moore. Yep. Boom. She oh. is number uh, nine. Okay. Uh, swimsuit. No, well, you're, those are all outside the top ten. Which are they really? Yeah. Eva Eva Herzegovina. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, uh, Anna Kornikova. No. Oh, that was after that, right? My bad. Okay, so you're missing. How many do we have? Ellie McPherson. You, uh, she's number twelve. Oh god, dude. Okay, so oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you have three actresses you haven't named. That's in three the list. That's actresses. in the top ten. Nineteen ninety six. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I'm running out. We already did. We do the uh, other girl from Friends. This one, what was no, the other no, girl from this Friends? This actress you would know. Um, recently, an NFL headlines, an NFL player. I'm trying to. Get I, got it, I got it. 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 Not, not my flavor. But was huge in 1996. Sandra Bullock. Good guess. Number five. Incredibly good guess. I so think I got one. I want you guys okay. to guess the number one because I wouldn't have guessed this. Well, we're not. Hold on. I might have it. Is it Elizabeth Shue? No. Oh. Oh, man. She was so pretty. Ooh, buddy. That was a good one. She might have been a little earlier. We are talking 96. Oh, I know who it is. Um, oh. The girl from Pulp Fiction. Um Oh, Uma Thurman. Uma, no, Uma? but, and she's, by the way, she's like in the 30s. I'm like, mm. Yeah, she's, because she's weird looking. Okay. Okay. I thought she yeah. was hot. She's okay, this girl's a redhead. I'll give number one overall. Number one overall redhead. So not Catherine Zeta-Jones. No. And like Sharon Stone, Uma, all these girls, they're like in the 40s, 30s and 40s. Salma Hayek, not a redhead. <gasps> Showgirls. Uh, Demi Moore. Jesse Spano. Oh. No, no. Elizabeth Berkeley. No. Okay. Is it fine? I don't. Who's the girl that married the? Here, I'll give you a hint. The old guy, Michelle Pfeiffer, still in this thing? Oh, no. she's so hot, dude. She does. She ages so well. I have no idea. All right, give me. All right, hold on. Did we? Give me number one. Did we All already right. get two oh, and hey, one? Hey, hey. You... Clueless. Alicia Silverstone. Oh, so good guess. Let I me like give that. her. Okay, I. Uh, let's go. X Files. No what? Jillian Anderson? There's she's no number way. one. No, oh, she's not. God. Are you being serious? I was, Who that's, did I was this? shocked. What nerd 
Oh, my goodness. That's not That's real. That's not real. This is FHM's 100 Sexiest Women in 1996. That's, and they did a UK mm, version. Too. Tyra Banks is number one. And if her not being there, it's unacceptable. Well, she's she's number like 12 or 13. Salma Hayek. We didn't say Jenny McCarthy. I thought Jenny McCarthy would be on the list. Okay, not the best. Not the best list, but it's close. You And also, we're talking about my favorite flavor of ice cream right now. The Tyra Banks, Halle Berry of 1996, they're they're in a different atmosphere. I, I don't I did not make this list. It was voted by whoever. Oh hey, hey, hey. Sci-fi fans? How does Jillian Anderson <laughs> beat I, out like, everyone else? I said? know. No offense, Jillian Anderson. If you're listening, 505-246-0610. I would love to have a nice cocktail with you after the program. Mm-hmm. Yasmin Bleeth was super hot. How's she not on the list? God. You know what we're doing? Hey, we, the three of us just screwed up. We didn't pay enough respect. Where's Princess Di? She, did, she got divorced, I think, in 1996. So, I mean, that makes her eligible, too. That's even hotter. Put Princess Di on the list of hot chicks of 1996. Winona Ryder? The texture's going crazy right now with hot... I think. Well, I know how to get listeners to. Who's Sharon Stone? Is that the girl? What? That's the girl with does the legs thing. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It might have been early nineties. She would have been way up there. I love. There's a list: hottest girls born in 1996. I bet they're hot now. <laughs> no, it's just funny. Meg Ryan, Bella Hadid, Liv Tyler. There, there's some good names here. Liv Tyler was hot. Liv Tyler was like a teenager, though, wasn't she? No, is that, that she? No, because Armageddon was in 1998. Okay, I could stay awake. Haley Baldwin was born in 1996. When he came up with that, isn't that weird? Being in a movie and your dad is singing the love song from Just the movie—that's pretty weird. That's pretty yes. weird. Is Janet Jackson on the list anywhere? Because I feel like in 1996, I was super into her. Again, Halle Berry, Tyra Banks. I'm doing yeah, a thing. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing Maybe right now. Maybe we should have made our list. Fans would be all weird. It'd just be mine Cindy be Crawford fair. multiple mine, times. Mine would be very weird. Nah, miss me, Cindy Crawford. I was more like Carmen Electra in that, in that oh, region. Oh, I, Carmen Electra, hundo. In 96, though, I was told that Kate Moss was hot, so I had no idea what well, was it de- really. It depends on your type. You know what I mean? Naomi Campbell. Not going to put her on the, not going to make your list. She was super hot. Super hot. Martina Hingis, who's who I was trying to think of. Whenever I said Anna Kornikova. Oh, that's a good one. No one said Courtney Cox. She was probably in the top ten, right? She wasn't. She was like 18. Where's Michelle Pfeiffer? I don't know. I just got up to I like 30. I asked you about that one Oh, already. you said that one already? Princess Di was in the 30s. I found the list you're looking at. It's ridiculous. Selma Hayek was in the 30s. You're right about Elizabeth Berkeley, though. Dude. Smoke show. Yeah, smoke show. A top of the world. 1996 was the greatest year in the history of the existence of this planet because the Dallas Cowboys on January 28th won the Super Bowl the last time that they were culturally relevant. If you're a, if you're still a fan of the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> right now, get out of 1996 Come hang out with your boys. Jump on that 49ers bandwagon. Brock Purdy. Two men on. 
95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. You'll say we got nothing in common. No common ground to start from. And we're falling apart. You'll say the world has come between us. Our lives have come between us. Still, I know you just don't. The chorus of this is a banger. Oh, it's that song. I remember this one now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, remember I was the, the hip hop head. I like hip hop well, and metal. Well, I like hip hop too, but Amory's very correct on this entire playlist today. You've you've had zero misses. I had to go all over. So you guys know how we just wrapped up watching the Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys beating the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. 27-17. You, you did. You mentioned yeah. that. On January 28th, 1996, you guys, you know how we just wrapped that up and we're like, what are we going to do with the rest of our year? Since we're Dallas Cowboys fans, we know we're going to be in the Super Bowl every single year moving forward. For the next 23 years. For the next 27 years, yeah. all the way up to 2022. And we'll never have to be worried about the San Francisco Giants again. Do you guys want to catch any of these debuting TV series? I mean, what else we're going to do if there's no football on? Let's watch some TV. How excited are you guys for 7th Heaven? I mean, it's going to be good because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 10 years old and it's installing (laughs) some good life lessons for me to use in the future. Don't look up the dad's legal troubles. Now? 11 seasons, seventh heaven was on TV. More like 11th heaven. Look, miss me with these teenage sitcoms. What I need is some news Told to me in satire fashion. I see where you're going with this. There's this show coming out. I think it's going to be really good. It's called The Daily Show. It's like a news program. Yeah, but it's on. Like telling jokes too. And they're going to put it on after South Park. This is crazy. Yeah, it's going to be funny. Comedy Central. What are you doing? I'm really excited. Well, you're talking about comedy, and I'm actually excited more. I'm going back. I can't handle the news sometimes. I'm only ten years old. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I love Keenan and Kel. I hear it's going to be a hit. If you, Ooh. if you were to put Kel on Saturday Night Live, he would do really good. Not Keenan. Keenan will struggle. Hey, look, that Keenan guy, if they do the same thing with him, he's going to have a run for the next 27 years just like the Dallas Cowboys will. All right, I'm going to make you guys a bet. Over the course of the next 27 years, what will happen first? The Dallas Cowboys will win another Super Bowl. Or they will cancel Judge Judy because... Oh, that Judge Judy. One of those things... Wait, neither of those things have happened. Judge Judy still exists, and the Dallas Cowboys still have not won a Super Bowl. What's Everybody Loves Raymond? I don't know what that is. All right, so there's... Ray Romano, the comedian. Here's the one I'm excited about. This thing is going to be... An absolute hit. This thing's okay. going to last 27 years yep. for sure. Are you familiar with Pacific Blue? I am familiar with Pacific Blue. So Pacific Blue is a crime drama starring A.C. Slater. Correct. From our favorite program because we're Saved by the Bell. Right now. Yeah. Saved <laughs> by the Bell. It's going to be a smash hit. 
that we're going to be talking about for years and years to come. I believe in the trailer I saw at a special screening at the mall that Pacific Blue is going to be about bike cops. Like um, <laughs> California, like like riding mountain bike cops. I'm yeah, not. It's like it's like yeah, you got it right. It's like chips, but they're on mountain bikes, mm-hmm. and they don't wear shirts. Now I know you guys are hesitant to subscribe to HBO because of the price of the home box office channel. Yeah, yes. it's overrated. But they got this new show, Arliss. Oh, never heard of it. You don't think it'll revolutionize? pay prescription like drama series and set them in a direction of success for the next 27 years to come. You don't believe that that will happen with Ah, Arliss. There's no way that HBO that's not going to last. Well, and Bill Cosby's making a comeback. If you didn't know, (laughs) I mean, he, his comedy, I just love how clean and you know, he's never raunchy. He doesn't family oriented (laughs) babysit my kids. And he has his like, he has a show coming back called Cosby. Oh, it's just called Cosby? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll watch it then. Good premise, too. Um, he's going to be playing Hilton Lucas. He was forced yeah. by his employer to retire. His wife his wife has trouble with him always being at home, and so does he. <laughs> so he's unemployed, and, you know, I think it's going to be a good show. I think you're probably right. I mean, that guy can do no wrong. We We all know... That there's a couple names in the world of entertainment that are can't misses. And I can't believe that John Lithgow is going to slump with a series. Third Rock from the Sun is going to be a waste of a primetime spot. You're talking about Oscar-nominated actor John Lithgow, and now he's on television? They're partnering with some schmuck child actor named Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's carrying two last names like he's Mark Paul Gossler over oh, here. Nice try. There's one I'm pretty excited Jane about. Jane Curtin was good, though, on Saturday Night Live, if we're being real honest. Fred, you know it's 1996, and you know how much I love animals. Jane, you ignorant. You know how much I love animals. Yes. Especially ones in the Australian outback. There's this guy. He's a big personality. Kid, a guy named Steve Irwin. Oh, yeah. I saw him on The Tonight Show one time. They gave him his own program. It's called The Crocodile Hunter. Mm-hmm. I, that's going to be a smash hit. I don't know. Uh, you you call that a show? <laughs> well, I'm a preteen in 1996. <laughs> yeah, okay. and uh, I like to I like to watch TV shows that are going to maybe help me in the future. And I really loved her CD that came out in 1994, two years ago. Yeah, and uh, I I hear this Moesha show is going to be awesome. I believe it was the cassette that came out two years ago. <laughs> nice. Do you guys think that Garrett Morris can play a backseat to an up-and-coming Jamie Foxx in his new oh, TV series? Oh, I hear that's going to be so good. The Jamie Foxx Show. Is that what they're calling it? Garrett Morris? Who the what? Yeah, a lot of debuting TV shows in the year 1996, the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl. Get over it. The one that basically... Everyone is talking about. Oh yeah, is a show everybody loves. Raymond, I saw the pilot. Ray, Ray Romano. Yeah, you you know him. You heard of him? Ah, uh, yeah. Good. Everyone's raving about. I saw mm-hmm. the pilot, and let me tell you, all it is is Ray, and then Ray goes. It's pretty good. Yeah, sounds like a show. That, and they did that for thirty minutes. I don't get it. I can't. There's wait. no way that lasts. 
I can't wait for the three of us at a very young age in 1996 to sit down and become inspired by the TV news documentary series Spin City. Hey, that Michael J. Fox is on top. It's not of Michael the J. Fox. World. It's one of the Sheens. It's Charlie Sheen. Is it Michael J. Fox Michael too? J. Fox. I have no idea. Yeah, it's Michael J. Fox. I was too busy watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch with my childhood crush Caroline Ray. Yeah, that that Michael J. Fox instant superstar spin city is going to be a hit there's like no way tragedy will befall michael j fox in the middle of this program blues clues debuted in 1996 hey arnold i'm sure amory watched the tv cartoon all dogs go to heaven oh i was watching kablam god 1996 was so long ago but you talk to Dallas fans, and they're like, we're right there. You're not right there. See you next year. Every year. Year after. Year <sighs> after that. This is going to be a 30-year dynasty. Forensic Files. That show that we think have been around forever. Debuted in 1996. We wrap up the year 1996 as the ball dropped in 1997 when we get back. Tuman on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. This is how we're ending it, huh? Boy, we should. Okay. You know what's ironic? Here we are in December of 1996. And it's already been two months since my favorite rapper, Tupac Shakur, was murdered. There's no way this investigation goes on 27 years and wraps up before the Cowboys go back to an NFC championship game. There's no way. No way. They're going to solve this murder any day now. Any day now. There's no way this lasts all the way until 2023. We like to end the program with a couple special happy birthdays. Congratulations to the birth of Ed McCaffrey's son, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Eddie McCaffrey had a kid. Yeah, isn't that wild? Hey, I, he's going to be a great wide receiver one day. The Mixon family welcomes Joe into the world. Joe Mixon, born in 1996. Aww, Joseph? Van Jefferson. Hope he doesn't end up traded at some point in his career. Ooh, cool name. Craig Reynolds, running back for the Detroit Lions. Josh Allen, the quarterback of the, Buff- of the oh. New York Bills, born in 1996. Now, will you guys help me sing this one? DJ Chuck, 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 DJ Chuck, Chuck. I don't understand that song. It's 1996. 1996, yeah. That does got a nice ring to it. You should make a song to that. (laughs) Russell Gage, born in 1996. Deonta Foreman, born in 1996. Hmm. There's like kind of a lot of NFLers just born in 1996 hanging out, including David Njoku. Jared Stidham, that's your guy, Amory. You're a big Jared Stidham guy. That's what she says all the time. Is it true that Chase McLaughlin, who kicks all those extra points for Tampa Bay, was born in 1996? That's so wild. Joe Burrow, 1996. Debo Samuel, Justin Watt. Guys, there's a lot of night. Chase Edmonds, Noah Brown. Rashad Penny? Let's say, let's say hypothetically all these guys end up being athletes yeah. in the NFL. Like it Alex Eagle. It looks like a bright future 27 years from now. I don't want to be this guy, but you guys know how on January 28th, 1996, the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl against 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, and they're just going to do it again every year. They're so good. If they just wait two months, Michael Gallup will be born, and then he can be wide receiver for them in 2022. Don't need him. Because <laughs> they'll won so many Super Bowls. I mean, at least, what, every other year? Cowboys are going to win another Super Bowl? Naeem Hines, Juju Smith-Schuster. What what was your guys' AOL? Like, what's your AOL chat name right now? We My, could all chat later. The uh, champ is here, 10. Uh, Vandy Bo Bandy, 42069. And for, for hot chicks that I'm meeting in chat rooms, Fred, 10 licious. Well, what was your age, sex, location? I have a real answer to this. Oh, my God. Please tell uh, me. Or uh, is it appropriate for air? It's yeah, I, 14 male, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I always pretend I was 21. I was a lawyer in New York or something. I don't know. I was 18, male, but I grew up in East St. Louis, right? But right down the street, there was a place called Pontoon Beach, and I thought beach sounded cooler, so I told people I was from Pontoon Beach. Okay. There's no beaches in the Midwest. You can imagine how nice of a city Pontoon Beach, Illinois wasn't. Swamp touches lakes there, right? It's, it's all kind of one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sandbags is the number one export of Pontoon Beach, Illinois. This, this song is only like 10 years old in 1996. That's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's weird. How do we get a copy of it so fast? Hey, Marie, good job producing today. Maybe the best job you've ever done. Thanks. Pretty good for a 10-year-old. Yep. Van, final words? I know. Uh, anything that we didn't cover today, obviously, in 1996. Check on the Daily Show. Yeah, check tomorrow morning <laughs> on the opening drive. No, with, Rich Eisen on the I don't know. Center. Rick and Steve, yeah. who hosted the opening drive 27 years ago. Good job, years ago. everyone. GG. See you tomorrow.